Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. Welcome to episode 62 of There's Still Time, the AFTN podcast. I'm Michael McCall. And I'm Steve Pander. And we are cock-a-hoop after the Whitecaps' fantastic 3-2 win over San Jose Earthquakes on Saturday afternoon. It's a ruby Saturday. It was a fantastic performance. The talk all week had been about getting off to an early start, and that's exactly what the Whitecaps did. Three goals up in the first 20 minutes. At that stage, I was hoping it was going to be 4-0. 4-0 win for the 40th anniversary. That would just have been perfect. Oh, I would have written the headlines right there. Uh, they, they even even before that goal in the 10th minute by Mane, they were, they were pressing, they were, they were constantly on the front foot. Um, it was really enjoyable to watch. And then Kakuta Mane was sent in by Lava. Uh, just off the left side of the net. He took the first shot, went square right off the post, came right back to him, and then the side foot curling shot into the off the other post and into the back of the net. So it was a perfect finish there. And then Kikuta said after the game that he was disappointed that the first shot hadn't gone in. He thought that was going to go in. So he was a little bit disappointed by that, but it was a really, really nice finish. And it's going to be something that's going to be a, give him a really big boost, and we'll talk about why that's important later on in the show. And then it was Pedro Morales came back into the team after not making the trip to Real Salt Lake. And I, I wrote a piece on Soccerly on Friday just saying that how important a player he was to the Whitecaps and he just needed to kind of get over his back problems and just kind of find his footing in the league. And certainly did well with, with two goals in the space of 54 seconds. Yeah, the first one obviously set up by Darren Maddox, who's getting followed by Bernardes. It was a nice move by Maddox. Uh, first went inside, then went outside. Bernardes just basically lost him, took him down. Morales with a perfect finish. And then the third goal, like you said, 54 seconds later, it was it was right off the kickoff, basically. Gershon Kofi went up, leaping up in the air, blocked the pass. Without, they were just trying to get it into the attacking zone just with an overhead pass. He blocked it, went right to Mane. Mane over Morales. Morales, two touches, maybe two, maybe two and a half touches, and just fired it, blasted it. Same part where he put the penalty shot, so it was both goals were in the same spot. But yeah, this was the more, much more impressive shot there. What I liked about that shot in particular, apart from the fact it did finish in exactly the same spot, was that showed the, the kind of composure and the veteran presence. He's only 28, but still the veteran presence that Morales brings. Because some of those young guys would have just shot that first time. Well, but very he, soon after. Yeah, but he obviously thought, no, you know, that angle's just not quite right. I'm yeah. just going to take it on a little bit longer 
One touch, bang, well, he, 20 yards. He even put his head up and looked where he wanted to put it, and, yeah. and he just fired it. So it was, it was a great finish. And we're, we're checking. We haven't got this confirmed yet, but we think that could be the fastest brace with the shortest time between two goals in, in MLS. But we're, we're not sure if that is the case yet, but we're, we're trying to find that out. Uh, the other thing was the uh, they could have gone up 4-0 at one point because... The, uh, soon after Maddox got injured, we'll, t- we'll talk about that later. Uh, he was clutching his knee. It looked pretty bad because nobody was around him at all. Uh, c- clutching his knee, clutching his hamstring, one of those two things. And Hurtado came on, and Hurtado almost scored his first MLS goal because it was basically worked around the box right to him, to the right side of the net, and he shot it. Cronin luckily got back for San Jose and basically cleared it off the line, or else that would have been a 4-0 score and really oh, would have been... It would have been good for Eric, as we've talked about so much on this show, how he needs to get that first goal, and then he nearly got it in the second half as yeah. well. But before we come to that, right at, on the stroke of halftime, 45th minute, uh, penalty for San Jose, Chris Wondolowski buried it, but do you, do you think it was a penalty? Or was Demerit at fault for, for even making that well, challenge? At a 3 nothing score, I do fault Demerit for making that challenge. But And he admitted himself that maybe at a different part of the game, that wouldn't have been called. And maybe this was like a makeup call. The referee is in mind trying to get San Jose in the game. Referees have that kind of mentality. Even if they're not doing it purposefully, they might give the, other, the team behind a little bit of an edge. Uh, any other time in the game, I don't think that gets called. Because Demerit did get his head on the ball. And he did go through Old Garden, but I think I think it, I don't think it would be been called normally. Uh, Demerit, like we said before, he's overly aggressive sometimes. At that point, Dem- Gordon was so far away from the net, he could have just stood behind Gordon, made sure that he didn't get any further, didn't put the ball somewhere else, didn't bring the, down the ball and get it to somebody else. Everybody else was covered in the box, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. I know a lot of people are calling him on it, but. What can you do when that's the way, that's the type of game he plays? And, and the goal kind of had the Whitecaps a little bit on the, the back foot, kind of took a bit of wind out the sails. Going in with a 3 0 half time lead would have been phenomenal. 3 yeah. 1 was still great. Yeah. But it, San Jose really came out in that second half and they, they opening minutes, they really kind of pushed because I think they sensed, look, do you know, if we can get a second goal back early, I think we can get back into this game. And. Thankfully, the, the Caps' defence did hold strong, yeah. but there was a few few worrying moments there, there without were, any real chances. No, there were no, no real dangerous chances created. They were pressuring the ball, to getting it near the box, but nothing dangerous inside that uh, in the 20-yard area. And I think even up to during the most of the second half, the best chances came from Hurtado. You were talking about that goal where yeah. he was like, Bush came out and saved it, and even Mesquita, who was uh, alone on the left side of the box and took a shot at Bush on that one. Bush was on the right right spot, right time. He just basically parried it away. Uh, those are the, were the best chances. But of course, Wondolowski had to make it a little bit more uh, tense in the final moment, scoring it at a time of the second half. And it's always tense when San Jose, if they get a goal in the closing minutes, whether it's just before the ninety or into stoppage time, it's a worry because they've done it so often. Whatever it is about them, they've just got the spirit that seems to drive them into getting these stoppage time goals. And when that one went in, I was a little bit worried just because we've seen the, the Whitecaps defence a little bit all at sea. But, it, I mean, the 3-2 scoreline really doesn't do justice to the game. I mean, it, the Whitecaps were, were in the ascendancy early. It was a dominating performance. It was never just a one-goal game. But that, that's what the end result was. But most importantly, it's a win. It's three points. First one since March. 
And it's also the first three points against Western Conference opposition. I yeah. made a big deal of that in the, in the build-up to the game, but it's a very important start. They've now got that. And they, they went unbeaten in March. They went winless in April. And now they're undefeated in May. So, so let's, far, so good. Let's hope that continues with some of the games that's coming up. Just looking at, at some of the stats, just before we hear a little bit of audio from the locker room, First half, the Whitecaps had 13 attempts on goal. 17 for the whole game, but 13 on goal. Uh, seven of them on target. I don't remember for a long time a game that they've just been firing shots off like that. Yeah. I mean, that was fantastic. They dominated possession from 55 to 45 in that first half. Second half, obviously, San Jose really came onto the game, and it was it was basically 59 to 41. But it, it was a comfortable win, even though the scoreline may, may not say that. And it was maybe an uncomfortable last couple of minutes, but yeah. it, it was it was a it was a good win, and obviously it was a, a very happy Whitecaps locker room after the game. So let's hear a little bit from them now. We'll hear first of all from head coach Carl Robinson, then we'll hear from the man who scored the opening goal of the game, Kakuta Mani. We'll also hear from goalkeeper David Ousted, and finally Jay Demerit, who he talked quite openly to Steve about the what it was that the Whitecaps did differently to, to get off to that good start. Here's the happy Whitecaps. I'm lost for words. I really am. I challenged them at, at the start of the game because it was a fantastic occasion today for the club and you know the, tr- the tradition of the club. Uh, and I didn't want you know us to start slow when we have done in a uh, few recent games. So I challenged them and I think for 30 minutes we were absolutely sensational. We really were and scored three goals, which was always nice, but also had a number of other good chances as well and you know from a very very good th- first 30 minutes then we started to take too many touches and we didn't need to and then obviously we let them back in it just before half time and it made it an interesting second half. I thought we did great, uh, I mean uh, ultimately we got three points and then uh, the performance was great from the guys, everybody we fought from the first whistle and then uh, we were fortunate enough to get a goal, uh, three goals in the first half and then I uh, thought we did well. Well, I was surprised he didn't win in the first uh, the first side, but uh, I mean, uh, the player we got a follow, uh, follow up our shots, and then uh, I did that, and then they paid off. So, and then I had a goal. It got, I think, uh, unnecessarily exciting at the end. Uh, I don't think we should have given away. Uh, well, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure that it's a penalty, but uh, second goal as well is unlucky. He gets deflected and goes in. So I'm really happy with the win, but uh, we need to, to, to continue to try and, and play uh, two times 45 minutes in, in, in the same pace. And if if we do that, um, I think we're on, our, on the right way. So Jay, um, everybody's been talking about all week about getting off to a quick start, not slowing down. What is it about this week that got the team off to a quick start, those three goals in the first 20 minutes? Uh, well, I think the energy in the beginning was uh, was the best one since probably week one uh, w- was similar. Where, you know, we didn't give them time uh, to to make passes. Everything uh, uh, we cut out and, and guys uh, uh, got in their space. Um, I think they dropped off in the first half and and let uh, and when you drop off and let Kakuda and, and Pedro and Sebastian run at you, they'll they'll hurt you. And um, I think we took advantage of that and uh, we finished our chances um, more than most. Early injury to their one of their strikers, uh, Giallo. Somebody you haven't seen. Somebody who's a little bit more pacey or more, more creative. Was that a difficult adjustment? To, to, and you obviously faced Gordon before, but was that a difficult adjustment overall? Different style of play. Well, I don't know if it's a difficult adjustment, but it's definitely an adjustment because you're going from a big guy to a to a direct. Uh, um 
or sorry, a, a quick and agile guy to a big and tall direct direct guy. So their whole game plan changes when, when they change that guy up front. So uh, I think we were prepared for that, uh, mainly because we thought Gordon was going to start. So we were prepared for the big guy anyway. But, uh, uh, you know, they bring different dimensions from different things. And Wando likes to get in those holes off the big guy. So um, I think the scouting report was good, and I think we were prepared for that adjustment. Well, Wando obviously, obviously, a lot of people in the U.S. media are saying he's on the bubble for the U.S. Olympic team. Do you, does he get your vote for being going to Brazil? Yeah, I think so. You know, he's not only has he has he always proved it for the, the earthquakes, but he's now proved it for the U.S. team. When when given chances, he, he puts it in the net. And uh, um, you know, I think he he, he deserves a shot. Uh, he, he's uh, he's been a consistent goal scorer for club and country now over the last couple of years. And those are the guys that are going to help you uh, in a World Cup. As as a defender, it's uh, your job to keep the balls out of the net. But that's that's nothing without the guys putting the balls in net in the net on your behalf. Uh, Morales and Maddox go down today with what looks to be a couple of knocks. Um, how? deflating or how blowing could that be to this side if you see two key players like that go down? Well, it's never a good thing when you see your starters go down, but uh, what it does mean is that uh, there's other guys that have proven so far this year that they can come in and, and make a difference, and that happened again tonight. Uh, you know, Eric came on um, and, and played very well. He kept the ball for us, uh, and, you know, these guys are learning, so it's great experience for these guys. We're coming into a Canadian Cup uh, where, where some guys will get another chance too. So, you know, we're a team here, and uh, we, we need to make sure that uh, we always have each other's backs, whether it's the young guy, the old guy, the starter, the non-starter that's out there on the field. And uh, when, we, when we play like that and we, when we have each other's backs, then usually the good things happen, and uh, we'll look forward to uh, another challenge again on Wednesday. Do you see you guys uh, see yourselves having another disco event every week before each game? You know? <laughs> Is that going to be an ongoing I hope thing? so. Hopefully if Nate keeps dressing like this, so he'll keep bringing us luck. We love it. Okay, thanks. thanks, Jake. So as we said, our very happy Whitecaps dressing room. And that, that win keeps the Whitecaps in the top five. I know it's early in the season. You don't want to be looking too far ahead playoff-wise. But I do think San Jose is a team that the Whitecaps are battling for one of the lower playoff spots. So good to have a win. The, apart from the goals, some of the other major talking points of the game... A lot of early injuries for, for both sides. Yeah. And from the Whitecaps' point of view, as we alluded to earlier, bit of a worrying one for Darren Maddox. Yeah, he, he pulled up. Uh, nobody was around him. Oh, and it was basically, he just held on to it. I thought at first it was knee, but then it seemed like it was hamstring. And he walked very, very gingerly off the pitch. But they didn't, I thought they would have got a card for him to get him into the dressing room, but he walked basically all on his own to the dressing room. So maybe it's not that bad. Maybe it's just a little tightness, and they didn't want to take a chance because at the time it was three nothing, and you know you don't want to you don't want to push somebody that when they, there's no need to at that point. I think unfortunately it's going to be a little bit more worrying than that. It does appear to be his hamstring. There's no official results back yet. Carl Robinson talked a little bit about it, um, and our, our good friend of the show, Har journalist, she spoke to Darren and she went into the locker room. And he was very quiet, and he, he says it's his hamstring. They don't know how long it's going to be for. Mark Weber was trying to push Carroll a, a little bit during the, the press conference just to see if it was going to be a long-term injury. And from reading between the lines, I think he's going to be missing for at least a few weeks. Yeah. It's unfortunate, too, because there's a busy part of the season. But obviously this gives opportunities, to, and maybe they can experiment with Karakuta Mane, who up top as a striker instead of uh, on the wing and I think that could be maybe a blessing in disguise to have a guy like that up there and it's a great opportunity for Kakuta I mean so many people have said to us that they feel his best role is an out and out striker it's how he played at Austin Paul Dalglacius on record is saying that he feels his best position is an out and out striker so hey who knows we'll, we'll maybe maybe see him on there but the other players uh, we should talk about obviously we talk about Pedro Morales fantastic performance by him 
the guy, uh, the two guys behind him, Lava and Kofi, are starting to really develop some chemistry, and I think really uh, helped out with the covering of Wondolowski and really helped you know keep him quiet except for those two goals that he scored. Yeah, I mean, Morales was fantastic. He had six shots in the first half, and that was the most bad by any Whitecap player. Kakuta Mane was next with with three, and then Fernandez had two. But I mean, Jay Demerit, he came back into the starting lineup. What 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 were your thoughts on Jay? I I thought he was okay. I wasn't spectacular by no means, but a, a lot of people are looking over Twitter. A lot of people are railing on him and uh, saying that he should shouldn't start at all. And he should lose his uh, starting position to uh, Johnny Leveron. So uh, maybe I wasn't paying too much attention, but I, I didn't notice it, it, it was horrible. Yes, he made the mistake on the penalty, and he definitely deflected the ball. So uh, yeah, I, I'd need to watch the game again because I don't, yeah. don't think he was that bad. But I mean, Leveron's going to be travelling to to play the game yeah. on Wednesday against Anyways. Toronto. If he has a great performance there, who knows? He he may may keep himself. Jay might not even travel east. Well, we'll no, I, I think they will take quite a bit of a roster because they're going to have the Columbus game too. So they'll bring. I think they're going to bring everybody to Toronto, and uh, they'll decide from there who plays where, which games. Because why not keep the opposition guessing a little bit with the with the people you bring? Well, talking of the opposition, let's hear a, a little bit, and it is only going to be a little bit because they couldn't get out of that dressing room quick enough tonight. They did have a, a flight at 8.30 to catch, so that is part of the reason. But we do have a little bit of audio from the two-goal scorer, Chris Wondolowski, and from former Whitecap, Shea Silliness. We uh, did not come out with a good mindset, um, you know, and go down 3 nothing against a very quality team. It's too, way too big of a hole to climb out of. And uh, you know, didn't do, didn't do things right. What happened those first about fifteen minutes for you? Um, I don't know. I mean, they they did everything right. They were winning all the second balls, first two balls. Um, you know, they finished the chances, and uh, you know, they they were dangerous and they did well. Was it a little disappointing that Giallo went down so early with that injury? You guys were obviously hoping to create some chemistry up top. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's a great player. He's a game changer, and uh, especially to lose him that early. Uh, it hurts, um, but uh, you know we have to do better. How big of a factor was the Whitecaps' speed up front in the first half? Uh, you know they did a great job. Um, you know I think that we gave them a little bit too much space, and uh, you know they had two shots from outside. One hit the post and got the rebound and finished, it. and the other one uh, I believe Morales uh, hit one from distance and great finish. And then uh, you know I think Max did a good job of uh, drawing that, that penalty. Um, you know and just kind of running at our players and. Did a good job of that, and we obviously didn't do do well enough. Outside the pitch itself, uh, these two goals obviously help your cause for the, the going to Brazil and everything like that. Um, is it good to th- get, give Klinsman something to think about? Uh, yeah, but um, I do know that Klinsman likes winners, um, and so I'd rather have won the game and not scored and uh, done things to help a team win than uh, to score two goals and the team lose. Um, you know, he, he takes everything into account, and uh, I know for sure he wants winners, so that's something that we're going to try to fix on Wednesday. So Shea, a tough match here, a tough beginning. How, how do you see the match going overall? Uh, it's frustrating. Obviously, you never want to lose a game. Um, going down 3 nothing's not ideal either. Um, but we got to look forward to Wednesday. we got to start out better Wednesday and try to get three points in. Kind of positive did you take out of this one the fact that you were able to get two back, or is, there, or is this a throwaway game and refocus? Um, yeah, there are positives. I mean, we always 
um, have a fighting attitude. We never really quit, but at the same time, we're we know we have that, so um, we don't need to rely on it. So it's frustrating, but um, like I said, we've got to we've got to learn from this, and we got to go get three points on Wednesday. Going head up with uh, Stephen Bedishore there, yeah. former teammate. How was that matchup for you? Well, it was fun. Um, Beta and I know each other pretty well, so we practiced against each other a lot, so it was, it was a fun matchup. So there's basically no secrets there? You just got to go play? Uh, yeah, not a whole lot. Um, he knows how I play. I know how you play, so um, I felt like um, it was a good matchup today. you like coming back to Vancouver to play? I do. Um, I don't like the turf very much, um, but I like the city, um, but uh, I don't like losing either. Hey, thanks a lot. Thanks, man. Yeah. So before we wrap up this episode of There's Still Time, we want to have a little bit of a look ahead to the Toronto game on Wednesday because we're not going to have a preview podcast for that. There will be a post-game podcast stroke preview podcast for Columbus coming out probably on Friday, so watch out for that. So the Whitecaps begin their Voyagers Cup campaign. Can they finally land this elusive Canadian championship? No. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, I, it's going to be tough. Yeah, it's going to be tough. It, it, I personally think that the championship will be in this round. I, yeah, I, th- I think whoever wins this is, is going to be it's the, gonna be the, the ultimate winner. Very, very much the odds on favor, unless Montreal pulls out another game the way they did on against in the finals against Vancouver. The it all depends on who they who TFC brings to the table. They they just had Jermaine Defoe start the, uh, against New England. Do they risk him at coming off an injury, playing in two straight games within a few days? No way. Uh, Michael Bradley, he's going to be at the World Cup. Do they? Do, does Klinsman have an ear to Ryan Nelson? Ask him not to play that much. So it, it all depends. Those are the two guys that that are going to be the probably the most dangerous. The thing is, is if they play the second stringers, um, the majority of second stringers, I think Vancouver has a better game, team overall. They have better depth. Toronto doesn't have that depth that yeah, Vancouver Yeah, I mean, on paper, but we both watched the game against Highlanders on Tuesday, and a lot of that team is the team that we think is maybe going to be starting against Toronto on Wednesday, and they really didn't do well against a PDL side, albeit one that's had quite a few I, games together. I think they did better in the second half. I think the second... It, just, it was they more where the goals to... are going to come from. Yeah, that, I mean, if we're relying on Eric Hurtado to score, yeah. we could be relying on that for a long time. Maybe that's why Kakuta Mane was subbed off at the uh, like so early 54th minute. A lot of people criticize, you know, that's the reason Mane taking off yep. hurt the team a little bit. But maybe they're saving him for Wednesday. They don't want to play him that much. Well, so he, he was asked that post-game, and he, he did say that he thought that there's so many games coming up that yeah. the, the manager was just kind of wanting to manage his minutes. But he yeah. was ready to go for more. For sure. And we'll definitely, I, th- I think for sure, we'll definitely see a, a different keeper in that. I think they will probably put Paulo Tarnagi to start the first game. I actually think Mark was going to start. I think I Marco Kardici really? will get the start. I, I think that's a little young for I, I would rather start Tarnagi personally. I don't know. I mean, I was told that the team that Carl put out on Tuesday was pretty close to ideally what he wanted. Now, obviously, Tarnagi, we haven't had a chance to speak about this. It happened after you recorded the preview thing. He was suspended today. Yeah. Farcical, really, that they... There's a really good article from Jeremiah O'Shyan, um on SB Nation about how farcical it was that they're not really clamping down enough on little elbows here and, like, horror tackles, but Tarnagi gets suspended for running on the pitch and showing some positive excitement. I said to you after the game I thought they'd be punished for that, and you you were like, no, 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 but... Well, I thought they might not have enough video to see who it was and stuff like that, So, but they obviously caught who it was. Yeah. The, the fourth official saw it, so... 
Luckily he was the only one and not everybody yeah. got more people got suspended. I mean the thing is Marco has been playing. Yeah. And Ternaki's gonna be cold, so I, I think Marco is gonna be the guy that gets the start. And since we're talking to Marco, let's actually just play a little bit of audio on it just now, talking about the game on Wednesday. First of all we'll hear from goalkeeper Marco Carducci, and we'll also hear from Bryce Alderson, who should be starting in the DM role against Toronto on Wednesday. Two good Canadian boys. And I wear it for my lady, the Canadian flag, baby! The game on Wednesday in the whole Voyagers Cup, what does it mean to you uh, as a Canadian uh, being part of the MLS squad? Yeah, it's a huge opportunity, right? I mean, uh, whatever ends up happening, you know, if uh, end up can being able to play, then it's just a massive opportunity, like I said, for us to showcase ourselves and, and do well. I mean, you get the opportunity from a coach to, to go in and then just hopefully take it. Picking yourself, eh? <laughs> A lot of familiar faces in the, in the roster that was announced today, all your SMC guys. Does that make it easier for all the guys coming in? Because you, you know all the guys. I, yeah, for fight. sure. It'll, uh, it'll help being able to have that kind of chemistry and you know know the young guys and being able to do it with, with some of them will be will be an interesting experience You know, with a lot of other younger guys being involved in the roster as well. So it'll help, but um, a lot of us have been involved, uh, or a lot of the guys who still haven't signed um, have been involved pretty much full-time. So you know, in this environment, it's, it's like regular now so I guess uh, it'll help for sure to have those extra guys but should be good so Bryce the Voyagers Cup's coming up on Wednesday now obviously nothing's definite yet that you're going to be in the team but the hope is that, that you are going to get the start um, how, how do you feel about the competition you've been involved with the club now for, for quite a while how important is this competition to you Canadians at the club I think it's important to, to the club in general um, I think the club put a lot of a lot of emphasis on it I think it's an important competition for the club and, and I think it carries a an even stronger, stronger feeling for the Canadian players um, who know a little bit more about the competition and, and how it works. And obviously, yeah, it's an exciting time for the club, and it means a lot to to me individually, and I'm I'm sure the rest of the Canadian players as well. Now, you haven't played a, a game in MLS yet this season, and hopefully, you're going to get the start on Wednesday. If you do get the start in one of these games, what do you feel you need to do to show the manager that you are pushing hard and that you deserve to be involved in the game day 18 and a starting spot? Well, I think it's you kind of show. You know how you're doing and and how badly you want to be involved um, throughout the week on a Monday to to Friday in training. But I think that this is a great opportunity to play in a competitive match and and show that that you can can hopefully compete at at that level. And and if I do get the chance to play, then I'll just be trying to to do all I can to to help the team and to put in a good performance. And and hopefully that's enough to to ensure I get uh, minutes at a later date as well. Now, last season you were on loan uh, down in, in Charleston. Um, this season, how do you feel? Do you feel you've got a better chance of making the first team by actually being here amongst everyone and the first team coaches? Or is a loan deal something that you would maybe still look at this season? Um, I think right now the my emphasis and the club's emphasis is on, on me improving and, and getting a chance to play, and that's what I'm focused on right now. Um, and until I'm told that that's, that's not possible and that's not going to happen, then that's my focus, and I'm not concerned about alone right now. I'm concerned about this club and Vancouver and, and doing all I can to, to try to break through and get involved. Um, you're on the bench on Saturday for the draw in Salt Lake. The 
the ecstasy that was shown when Sebastian's goal went in, it just it just seemed to boil over. I mean, how, how did it feel watching that from the bench? I think it was it was fantastic. I mean, we obviously didn't perform the way we wanted to in the first half, and the second half the guys put in a great shift, and, and being able to score two like goals like that and and take a point, it was it was huge for us. And I think you can see with the the reaction from the the players how how much it meant to us. And the, the team so far this season, it's been a bit up and down. How, how have you seen the, the performances of the team so far? Yeah, I think that you know we're still settling in, and I think it's easy when we had a a great start to the season that everyone assumes that it's it can only go up from there. Um, but I think you see that MLS is a tough league, and, and the schedule and travel make it difficult. And I think that you know every team goes for dips, um, and the MLS more than, than any league, it's all about you know getting on a run and and collecting as many points as you can when you're playing well and. And obviously we started the season well and, and we've kind of dipped in and out of that since then and, and we'll be looking to, to kind of correct that and get back on track on Saturday. So that was some of the thoughts of Marco Carducci and Bryce Alderson there. So now it is time for us to wrap up. So just before we do, let's have a prediction for the game on Wednesday. Steve, what do you think the score is going to be? Based on the fact that I I do think a lot of second stringers are going to be used by both teams, I think it's going to be about a 1-1 draw. I think it's going to be 1-0 to Toronto. Keep it nice and tight for the second leg, and we'll we'll talk about that later. So that's it for episode 62, post-game podcast, coming from the 40th, anniversary celebrations that the Whitecaps had today. Bobby Lenarduzzi, first guy into the ring of honour, great accolade for him, well deserved. And let's hope that some of the current Whitecaps, we may be talking about them in 40 years' time. That, that'd be kind of really nice to have. Sure. So Steve, tell everyone before we go where they can find you online. You can find me on Twitter at WhitecapsBeat and writing for AFTN on Canadian Soccer News. And I'm Michael McCall and you can find me on Twitter at AFTN Canada. Find our stuff, AFTN on Canadian Soccer News, AFTN.ca. And I'm also covering the Whitecaps now for MLS Soccer. So watch out for my stuff on that and on the Whitecaps website. And don't forget to also watch out for my stuff on Soccerly. I wear a lot of hats. It's because I'm bald. So until next time, thanks for listening. Take care. And mon the 40-year-old caps. One day, I shall come back. Yes, I shall come back. Until then, there must be no regrets, no tears, no anxieties. Just go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine.